You're listening to Toronto's number one real estate podcast, powered by Watson Estates. The most successful local real estate investing starts right here, right now. Here's your host, broker, investor, and social media influencer, Bradley Watson. Hey, investors. Today, we are talking baby boomers and seniors. Seniors have won at every level of the game in the real estate market over the last several years, but even they today in the Toronto real estate market are struggling. I want to talk about what their plans are, what the forecasts are for uh, the senior groups that we have, what they're planning on doing, and how that will affect our local market. And this comes from an article of the Globe and Mail. The title reads this. It's just a shocking title. It says, housing anxiety isn't just for millennials. Seniors are struggling to hold on to their homes too. So I want to dive into that article because it gives very specific examples of how seniors are struggling in our marketplace. And then I want to cover a little bit about um, what that's going to mean for us in the future and for maybe some of the other generations and specifically for millennials who are kind of entering that phase of life where they're considering investing in properties for the first time or even buying that first home, building those families and that life cycle. And there becomes this clash that creates tremendous opportunity um, in the Toronto market. Now, to get us started here, I want to kind of summarize who and what we're talking about. So baby boomers, according to StatsCan, are born anywhere from 1946, 1965, which places them, according to my calculations, 55 to 74. By 2030, seniors are expected to comprise almost one in four Canadians. And as the cost of living rises, older people must be increasingly creative and resilient in order to hold their homes or in some cases to get a home. And uh, so I want to dive into this Globe and Mail article just to paint the picture for you and give you an example of what kind of challenges are out there and what kind of challenges are seniors facing. Now, I'm a young guy and I, I mean, I have grandparents, but it's very difficult for me to be able to relate to what it is that they want to get out of life. And of course, the life for them has been very different than what their grandparents would have had. And uh, at the same time, try to be respectful knowing that a lot of people in our generation, the millennials, are struggling with many of the very same things. So I want to share with you uh, this article. Again, housing anxiety isn't just for millennials. Seniors are struggling to hold their homes too. In this article, it, it highlights three individuals, and I want to share those. Number one is, I'm going to say Inge, I-N-G-E. I don't know. That sounds, uh, based on the last name, I don't, I don't know what that is. I actually don't know what that culture is. Sangradi? I don't know. And uh, that this individual is 89 years old. They live in North York and they've been there for the past 20 years. Now, when they were asked how they see their future, her response was, if my granddaughter and I could afford a place to share, that would be lovely. What, a, what an awesome grandmother. But think of that. She is 89 and she wants to purchase a house. Her dream is to purchase a house. That doesn't seem all that different to what a lot of millennials are struggling with today. Now, the next person, her name is Ritsuko, and uh, she's 95 and recently decided to sell her home of 60 years and move into a retirement home. And uh, this is what she said. She said, I cried for a whole week thinking I didn't want to go and I don't want to leave the house and I'm so lonely and the work is getting harder for me. So she's essentially having so much difficulty now that she's 95 with her work that she doesn't have a choice but needs to move into retirement residence. So there's a few things that I want to point out there. Number one to note is um, they're going to be about 95 before they're kind of obligated to make that move. So we can see that 
Seniors are moving at a significantly later time in their life, but it's also not by choice. If they had it their way, they would stay longer. And as modern medicine gets better and services that can come to your home and and all these people that live within an area that they're able to get to work, they're going to hold on to that as long as possible to the point where they are in tears when they're eventually forced to leave. Okay. Number three is Marjorie and she's in her 80s. She traded her house in North Toronto for a condo almost two decades ago. So this is actually a bit of a different story. So she actually sold 20 years ago and she's happy that she did. And this is what she said. If I hadn't moved 17 years ago, I wouldn't be able to move now. I couldn't afford to buy this, talking about her home, and the prices of housing have just gone so high. So here we have an 80-year-old that uh, is saying that if she had not moved two decades ago, she would be stuck in her home simply because she couldn't move. So so what do we got? We got people that want to buy in but can't afford it, people who don't want to move even at a very elderly age, and people that can't um, that can't even see themselves having been able to afford to move even if they wanted to. And so these are all challenges that baby boomers are facing, and I'm sure there's many more, but I think these are amazing examples that kind of show you the reasons why baby boomers are staying put. And, uh, and maybe you guys are seeing the same trend I am and they're just simply anxious and, uh, they're, and they don't, they're not all that excited about leaving their home. But at the same time, they also, there are individuals that want to get into the market and they, they want to be a part of it. And so there's barriers to entry too. And this totally changes the cards because we are now in an environment where there's this clash happening between millennials and baby boomers. And uh, it's putting tremendous pressure on the real estate market. And I still stand by the fact that um, baby boomers have won at all points of the market. In some cases, they're still in a very strong position because they are dictating the direction of the market. But so are millennials. This is kind of this conflict that's happening. And uh, and so it comes back to this housing life cycle. Now, I've, I've talked about this in, in prior podcasts and videos, but um, there's a few things that you need to know. Number one, there's there's three phases here. Number one phase is you live in this tiny little apartment, this little building in the sky uh, during university in your first few years, maybe into your career. But then you move into phase two, which is where millennials are starting to move. The peak, the top of the millennials, the, the highest age millennials are moving into this section where you usually uh, kick in when you have kids or, um, or and you're just prompted that you need to leave behind that condo and get something with a backyard, something a little bit more spacious where you can raise your family. So phase two, and this is the kicker, millennials are trying to move into phase two. We're in this process of requiring these backyard homes. But unfortunately, phase three is not happening. And phase three is retirement or downsizing. And so because you don't have the ability for these individuals to move from two to three, you end up with this kind of bottleneck happening. And um, and so this is where we find ourselves today. And um, I don't know if you guys are thinking that this should be corrected at some point in the near future, but uh, it simply isn't true. In fact, in 2018, the Ryerson University did a study of the GTHA, which is the Greater Toronto and Hamilton area, and uh, it was funded by ARIA, Ontario Real Estate Association, and they said that baby boomers are not expected to downsize in any meaningful way until 2040 or later, so 20 years from now. Also, there was a uh, baby boomer. Um, there was a study done in 2008 that found that 50% said that they have no plans to downsize at all um, when asked whether they want to move over the next year or so. Um, and so, there is uh, clear evidence that baby boomers don't want to move, um, but we're also seeing this pressure happening. 
Um, now, if you want to get a little more information as to why they're not downsizing and the effects it will have on younger generations, including millennials, but other generations also, um, you can check out a podcast called Baby Boomers Ruining the Market. Uh, what, a, what a clever title. I love it. So you guys can go check that out and get a little bit more insight. I don't want to double cover and say it again. Um, so you can go check that one out. So according to CMHC, the rising home ownership rate among seniors may continue, which will translate into less supply being freed up for younger generations. And another Ryerson study said that um, they forecasted a potential deficit, a deficit of 70,000 homes with backyards as millennials demand for family-friendly properties over the next decade. So over the next decade, we could have up to 70,000 uh, homes deficit with backyards. Now, if you think about it, there could be an opportunity in there. And that's kind of what I wanted to talk to you as far as what my predictions are. You guys have probably seen, if you're paying attention at all to the real estate market, that condo prices in Toronto have just gone through the roof. It's been nutty. I had a client that purchased a property, um, a couple that purchased a property a couple years ago um, in for $630,000, a two bedroom in a den condo on the east end of downtown. That unit we're going to be putting on the market very, very soon. Keep your keep your eye out. You might see it. And uh, we're listing it in the high sevens. And, and that is literally over a couple years. The condo appreciation in Toronto, and these aren't just throwing out a number. This is based on real numbers we've seen. We just sold another unit that sold for 785, very comparable unit. So there there is um, clearly a, a huge disproportion between um, homes that are low-rise homes versus condos that we've seen over the last few years. So my prediction is that that will not necessarily continue. I would not hold my breath for that spread to exist any longer because there is now this emerging demand for homes with backyards that are being conflicted between two of the most powerful generations uh, here in Canada, not to mention demand and immigration, all these other things that are going to be coming in. These are just kind of broad, but more specifically, there is an opportunity for people who do invest. Now, as investors, there are some people that steer more towards condos. I've actually recently been doing a lot of people that are more interested in condos uh, because of a lot of the more, it's just a lot easier to manage, a lot more hands off. You don't have to cut the grass. And even though there's not multiple tenants, there's um, it's just far easier. You put everything in their name and it's a lot more hands off. But of course, there's a, a tremendous opportunity for multifamily homes too, if you get a, a two unit in some of these more suburb areas. And so there's opportunities all around, but I do de- I do see a distinct opportunity in the um, backyard style, low rise. Um, and the closer downtown, the better, because these individuals are still fighting to get to work, which is the reason in some cases, a lot of these seniors aren't moving. So Anyways, these are the things that I'm seeing. These are the opportunities that I'm seeing. Hopefully, there's some value in here for you and it just helps you get the, the the gears turning on thinking of what kind of investment would you be considering looking to moving forward into the future. Anyways, I'm going to leave it there and I'll see you guys next time. Take care and keep it real.